0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing. Visit your local REI Co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways to opt outside.
1: From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the pageant in St. Louis... It's NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia, Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton, now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Hi! Thank you, Jonathan. Hello, everybody. So great to be back. Great to see you. Uh, Yeah, this is lovely. So, yeah, excited to talk to our contestants. We have four contestants. They're backstage right now, toasting each other's ravioli, Uh, getting ready to come out here and play some nerdy games with us. And uh, I love coming to St. Louis because people are nice. People are nice. People smiled at me, Uh, I went shopping. So many people working at the stores talked to me. It was exhausting, to be honest. In New York, no one talks to you in a store. No, that's over with. Here, constant. I was actually, I was shopping at my very favorite store and uh, a saleswoman came up to me and she asked me, she said, did you find everything you needed today, ma'am? But I just could not register what was going on and why someone was talking to me. <laughs> then I just went, what? And she said, did you find everything you needed today, ma'am? And I was like, oh my, oh my goodness, thank you. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Let's see, did I find everything? Let's, well, it's midnight, and I'm in Walgreens buying ice cream, so no, no. I don't think anything worked out today, did it? Uh, We have two great special guests that perform together in a band. Matt and Kim are going to be here. Super excited. I got to say, they are super nice, down-to-earth, well-adjusted, and that is not a coded way of saying their music sucks. (laughs) Because it's true, anytime you like talk about someone... Uh, or a band that's both nice and good at what they do, it sounds like surprising or suspicious. I feel like everyone has to downplay it. Billboard magazine actually called them a a seemingly inexhaustible beacon of positivity. (laughs) I know, but so negative. Like, why so bitter, Billboard? Why so bitter? But I think it's a lot of pressure to actually name your band after your couple. They have to commit... To like making that happen forever, I would never do that. If I was in a band with my husband, I would be so afraid of using our names because what if things change? Like at best, I'd call it Ophira and current husband. So then it could be Ophira and her cute new haircut, (laughs) and then Ophira and Kim. All right, it's gonna be so much fun. Let's play some games, everybody. Our first two contestants will play a game about the exotic places I can go on a vacation with my public radio salary, a.k.a. imaginary places. (laughs) Let's meet our contestants. First up, Claire Hubert. You're a senior at UCLA studying international development. Hello. Hi. When you ring in, we'll hear this. Your opponent is Derek Larson. You're a nephrologist, which is a kidney doctor. Hi.
0: I am happy to be here.
2: Great. When you ring in, we'll hear this. Claire and Derek, whoever has more points after two games will go on to our final round. St. Louis has plenty of things to do. You can go to a Cardinals game. You can eat Ted Drew's frozen custard. You can zoom down a ten-story slide at the city museum and then throw up frozen custard. (laughs) It's not frozen when it comes up. Nope. Nope. This game is called Imaginary Tourism. Jonathan and I will pretend to be travel reporters describing fictional places from books and movies. You just need to identify the source material. Here we go. When you visit Arendelle, remember to pack long underwear because it's stuck in perpetual winter. They say Rome wasn't built in a day, but Queen Elsa built an ice castle in less than two minutes, and she did it while singing in high heels. Claire. Frozen. Frozen is correct.
1: Grab your cardigan, hop on a trolley to the idyllic neighborhood of Make-Believe, where cats, owls, and humans peacefully coexist under their puppet ruler, King Friday the 13th. Enjoy tours of the museum-go-round and the rocking-chair factory. Derek. What is
0: Mr. Rogers'
1: Neighborhood? That is correct. We are not on Jeopardy, however. Technically, you got that right, and I have to give you the point. (laughs) Very good. Grab your passport and book a trip to Genovia, a small sunny kingdom between Spain and France, for the royal debut of Princess Mia Thermopolis. She didn't find out she was royalty until she was in high school.
3: Makeover.
1: <laughs> Claire.
2: Princess Diaries.
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: I like that a movie makeover is basically like they fluff the hair and take off the glasses. Whoa. Yeah,
1: I know. That's what I do. That's what I do when I go home. <laughs>
2: that's what you do. <laughs> Do you enjoy locomotives and British class divisions? Then you'll love a trip to Sodor where the trains can talk. And George Carlin is a conductor. Claire. Thomas the Tank Engine. Yes, we'll take Thomas the Tank Engine. The name of the show is Shining Time Station. George Carlin is a conductor. <laughs> Doing like the seven words you can't say on that show. Caboose. <laughs> Boxcar You can say
1: caboose if you're talking about a caboose (laughs)
2: That's right But you can't say a caboose railed a (laughs) boxcar
1: Probably not
2: Plan your next Ruritanian romance In the feuding countries of Florin and Gilder The cliffs of insanity are insane The fire swamp is fiery The rodents of unusual size Are actually really big Still want to go? As you wish But be prepared to die Claire. The Princess Bride. Yeah! Great first game. Claire, you are in the lead. Our next game is about St. Louis celebrities. There are so many famous people from the city. Yeah. So if you live here and you're not famous, my question is, what happened? (laughs) Claire... The full thing that you are studying is international development, minoring in French, and global health. It's a mouthful, for sure. Yeah. Great. I feel like you're going to save the world en <laughs> français. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How? Just out of curiosity, how did the French find its way into this? Um, I started taking French when I was in the sixth grade because it was the only thing that fit into my schedule in middle <laughs> yeah. school. Um, but I ended up... Participating in a pen pal program in my high school and made a great friend that lives in Dijon. So it's sort of been this long, strange uh, friendship halfway across the world. So you're keeping up with the French yeah. for the friendship, for the friendship, and also it's very useful in diplomacy and developing countries. Great, uh, Derek. I would also like to say happy ninth wedding anniversary. Thank
0: you. Thank you. <laughs> We couldn't think of anything more romantic than spending <laughs> it with you guys, so yeah. glad we're here.
2: Yeah, that's, it's today.
0: It's today. And it's today.
2: It's, yeah, it's happening right now.
0: As we speak, our dinner we are not at is happening. Okay,
2: great. So uh, what are you going to be doing for the rest of the year to make up for this?
0: Uh, whatever she says in the front row. Great.
2: Well done. I would make it uh, expensive and elaborate. <laughs> so this audio quiz is called St. Louisians. You call yourselves Lewis- Louisians? No, Lucians. St. Louisians? <laughs> She's saying Lucians.
1: Am I right? Um, oh, no. Oh, no. That night, the theater burned okay. down.
2: <laughs> St. Louisians? Okay. St. Lucians was shot down. <laughs> this audio quiz is called St. Louisians. Yogi Berra, Tina Turner, Scott Bakula, what do they all have in common? They were born or grew up in St. Louis. So we're going to play an audio clip of a famous person from St. Louis. You tell me who that person is, and this game is worth double points. Claire, you are in the lead. You stay in the lead, and you are in the final round. Derek, you need to get more points, or you will receive a Chicago Cubs baseball cap. (laughs) I love playing to this crowd. (laughs)
0: Very strong opinions. Full disclosure, I'm from Chicago originally. <laughs>
2: what? Oh, no. Guys, we cannot have a fight this early in the show. I love this. All right. This poet read at Bill Clinton's inauguration in 1993. And say simply, very simply,
3: with hope, good morning.
2: Claire. It's Maya Angelou. That is Maya Angelou. Before this sportscaster called Cubs games, he was in the booth in St. Louis.
4: A supercharged afternoon in St. Louis. The Cardinals could win the pennant today. The Cardinals could lose the pennant today. The Cardinals could finish in a two-way tie today. The Cardinals could finish in a three-way tie today.
2: Derek. Harry Carey? That's correct, yes. I don't know if he was giving all those options so they could, like, edit the one that fit and they would be like, he's a, he's a prophet. He <laughs> Name the Emmy-winning actor giving this emotional eulogy.
0: I know we all loved Mr. McGiggles. He was a good, solid lizard. A rock-solid lizard. So I'm told.
2: Mm, not sure. Okay. Here's a hint. Relax, everybody. It's going to be okay. Uh, he's from... This is us. Oh. Claire. Sterling K. Brown. That is correct. (laughs) Who's the artist behind this 2017 album Control?
3: Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. I just keep them satisfied through the weekend.
2: Mm. No? Anyone want to ring in with a guess? Anything? No. No. (laughs) All right. Uh, We were looking for SZA. Here's your last clue. Who's this?
3: Go, Johnny, go, go. Johnny, be good.
2: Claire, it's Chuck Berry. That is correct. You guys are great contestants. Well done. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. After two games, Claire is going to the final round. Coming up, we'll find out who will face off against Claire in our final round, and we'll be joined by two-thirds of the band, Matt and Kim. Matt will be here, Kim will be here, and could not make it. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
0: This message is brought to you by NPR sponsor, Progressive Insurance. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options within your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
5: Support for NPR and the following message come from Betterment, an automated investing and savings app. CEO Sarah Levy shares why accessibility is central to Betterment's mission. The real
6: innovation for Betterment was taking a set of tools that were used by the ultra-wealthy and making them accessible to the average investor.
5: And that includes tech strategies, that includes dollar-cost averaging. These are all sort of tricks of the trade. Learn more about automated investing technology at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Mm-hmm.
1: From the pageant in St. Louis, this is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thank you, Jonathan. It's time to welcome our special guests. You've had their song, Daylight, stuck in your head for the last nine years. Their latest album is called Almost Every Day. Please welcome Matt and Kim. So great to see you. Now, you two met at the Pratt Institute of Art, uh, Pratt Art Institute. What were you studying there? I went for illustration and Matt went for film. Okay. And and what came first, Matt and Kim the relationship or Matt and Kim the band?
7: Matt and Kim, yeah, the doing it. That came first, yeah.
4: And also it was Kim and Matt.
7: That's yeah. true. Still socially work Kim and Matt.
4: So I was on campus. I was sitting on a bench with a friend, and Matt walked past. And I said, see that dude? I'm going <laughs> to out of him. And I
7: did. And she did. <laughs> Actually, our first cover of a magazine we ever got was for a magazine um, called The Knot. We were not married, but we were on the cover of a wedding magazine. And Kim very explicitly gave that whole story. My mom was very excited about it, so she sent copies to my grandmother, To my <laughs> and my grandmother, in a very Helen Cook way, was like, it was a very nice story, honey. <laughs> the, the grandma way to say, cool story, bro. Cool story. Yeah.
4: Uh, so you decide that you're going to start a band. Like That's just a decision. You're like, let's... Well, it's more of an accident. I went to a show, and I was watching The Drummer, and I was like... Man, that looks fun. I want to do that. So a friend gave me a hand-me-down set, and I was just kind of messing around in the bedroom. And Matt had this keyboard he wanted to figure out. So we were just kind of doing it, doing it together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. There you go. High five. <laughs> and uh, and then a friend forced us to play a show, and we kept being like, "But we're not a band." And
2: I don't and know. We happened. had a
7: really hard time coming up with a band name. And then they put us down as Matt and Kim We're like, yeah, that works Fine, sure
2: So your friend was like You were playing a real This is a real gig Yeah Well,
7: real in the basement of an art gallery To eight friends It was Still Pretty real, let me tell you
2: Hey, New York City That was a show Oh my God I (laughs) I did that show like yesterday (laughs) Uh, And how did it go? People asked us to do more shows, so
4: I think it went well. Wow. Yeah, that's,
2: I mean, so there it goes. So then you were just moving forward. Uh, you guys do these great videos. I feel like you master, there's a lot of creativity. I mean, clearly, illustrator, film, you, right? The background comes into play. Hey, art school, you know, you got to use it for something. Yeah. Right?
7: <laughs> well, and if it taught us anything, yeah, uh, getting naked always helps. Because we, we shot a music video for a song called Lessons Learned. Right, where we took all our clothes off in Times Square, and we won a VMA for it. So, like...
4: Guys, just kids? get naked yeah. at all times. <laughs> who who pitched whom on that idea? How did that... That that was Matt, and I kept saying no. No way. Also, it was February in New York. Freezing. It's really cold. Also, I kept my socks on because it's New York. You don't want to run barefoot in New York City. <laughs> no.
7: But at the same time, as many of you gentlemen know... Uh, a man is not at the extent of his manhood in the freezing cold in Times Square in February. So who was taking the bigger risk? I don't know.
4: Hey, I was on point, you know. I was good. So
2: 2017, you're playing a gig in Mexico. You jump out on stage and you have a
7: bad fall. Uh, Kim tore ACL on stage in Mexico.
4: Yes, it's... Same way I come out on the stage all the time. Jump off the riser, lights hit. Yay! Someone moved a stage fan up. So I thought, in that second of coming down, I'm going to straddle it, because that's what you do. Oh. I, it was funny, because I didn't realize what happened, but it felt like my knee was on fire. And I was like, oh, sweet, we have pyro at this show. <laughs> we can't you usually really afford think that. it was like flames? Yeah, I like thought I lot. caught on fire. But I played five songs. A what? Because, hey, we were there. We're going to do the show. Yeah. Wow.
7: Wow, But but that moment was followed by like an hour ambulance ride to the hospital. And then she was put up in a hospital bed and, you know, IVs, x-rays, all this stuff. And our translator came back and said, your insurance isn't going to cover you here. It's probably going to be pretty expensive for all this. And he comes back and he's like, "Uh, it's going to be about $8,000. And I was like, yeah, that probably makes sense. And I was like, wait. Those are pesos. It was 300 bucks for all of them. Like in the States, that would have been a fortune. You're sunk. I would have been bankrupt. Yeah. So go
4: to Mexico when you want to get hurt.
7: Yeah.
4: You're back touring. Have the shows changed a little bit? I don't jump off the
2: riser anymore. Okay. All the
4: time. Not all (laughs) the time.
2: Good. I feel like you've learned a lesson. Well done. Well done. So you, for the first time in a long time, Because of your injury, you take time off from touring, almost a year. Did it influence your recent album almost every day?
7: We make, you know, an upbeat music. We we come from a a spirited place. We think uh, that, especially when we started out, there was a lot of darker music coming out of New York and our scene and and whatever. And we're just like, no, let's just get excited and, and whatnot. But I do think we made a much more personal and real album. Not just the injury, but of everything that happened last year, like politically and everything like that, I just was not willing to write Daylight again. But I think it's one of the best things I've ever done, we've ever done. One more
8: more high five.
2: (laughs) Uh, We asked you what you'd like to play a game about. Matt, you told us you love nature.
7: Love it, yeah.
2: Kim, you told us you fear nature. Fear it and hate it. (laughs) Okay. So your game is called How to Go Outside and Not Die. (laughs) I'm going to ask you a multiple-choice question about how to survive in the world outside of your apartment. Ring in to answer. If you're wrong, your opponent can steal. You're going to play against each other. Quick disclaimer. These survival tips being presented are for entertainment purposes only. (laughs) Please consult someone who actually knows what they're talking about before going outdoors. (laughs) (laughs) So according to the Storm Prediction Center at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, what should you do if you're in a car during a tornado? A. Seek shelter under a bridge or overpass. B., get out of your car and lie down in an area lower than the level of the road, or see. get out your phone and go live, because your followers are going to want this
4: content, baby. <laughs> Kim. Oh, God, I want to say go live, but... <laughs> you lay down in a ditch, which seems so dumb. Yeah. Yes, hey. you are correct.
2: <laughs> so you two actually encountered a tornado... Yeah, I learned the hard way.
7: So we were driving across whatever state is just east of Kansas, which I don't know. (laughs) We were driving through this uh, state. Yeah, this state. (laughs) (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm.
7: I'm glad geography wasn't the topic. Uh,
2: So you're driving through Missouri. We were driving through
7: Missouri. (laughs) <laughs> and as we're approaching, like, a truck stop area, we notice all the power goes out. And then the rain starts to come down. We're seeing cars pull to the side. We're like, hmm, that's weird. Uh, well, I guess, you know, we'll keep on going. And so, <laughs> so finally we see a gas station. Kim's like, ooh, pull over, pull over. I've really got to pee. So we pull into this gas station. And the TV says, there is a mile-wide tornado headed in this direction.
4: At this point, I asked someone, so like, is that big? <laughs> yeah. They were not happy with that
7: question. You know, it's saying, do not try to go to your loved ones, stay where you are, stay in place, be safe, or whatever. We take a look around our surroundings, which is not only a gas station, but it is a fireworks warehouse, okay? <laughs> it's, a, it's a giant tin can. Full of fireworks and gasoline, okay? And so we're like, no way, we are out of here. Uh, so we hop back in the van, and as we're driving...
4: Wait, but let me say, nobody's on the highway. Yeah. We were just cruising. We
7: were sailing. No, traffic, yeah. it was great. Uh, at which point it said, if you're listening to this broadcast and you're in a car, uh, you should get out and lay in a ditch or something lower than the roadway we thought these people on the radio are insane the stupidest thing i've ever heard but that's what you did so we gunned it we kept going (laughs) Uh,
4: hey alive to tell the story you know yeah Which of these is
2: a real safety tip from the National Park Service for dealing with bears on a hike? A, carry bags of coffee grounds in your pockets because bears hate the aroma. B, if you're attacked by a grizzly or brown bear, play dead. But if you're attacked by a black bear, do not play dead. C, dress the bear in a small red t-shirt so you can see its cute little tummy. Kim, I love coffee, so I'm going to go with A, coffee grounds. Hmm. Interesting. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. <laughs> According to the Seattle Zoo, coffee grounds are like catnip. Shut for bears. up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
7: Kim. All right, Matt. Can you steal? C seems not so likely, so I'm going to go with B, process of elimination.
2: You're right. Yeah. That's right, B. <laughs> Grizzly or brown bear? Play dead. Black bear. Don't play dead. You have to figure out what color the bear is. But also, but, but wait, what, what does, do you do? Yeah,
4: what does don't play dead mean? Like, do I just like... You got to fight.
2: <laughs> you got to fight the bear. <laughs> okay. Let's say you're stranded outdoors, and you have to resort to eating bugs. Ugh. <sighs> According to popular mechanics, which of these characteristics means that a bug is more likely to be poisonous and therefore you should not use it as a snack? A, it's hairy or bright-colored. B, it's very loud. Or C, it has the ability to smile. Matt.
7: (laughs) Hairy and bright-colored.
2: Yeah, man, that's correct. If they're hairy, bright-colored, have more than six legs, they are probably poisonous. Yeah. Apparently, um, crickets and grasshoppers are very tasty.
7: Have you tried one?
2: I would rather eat Popular Mechanics, the (laughs) magazine. So, you guys were amazing. You did pretty well, and then I feel like we learned a lot, too. I technically, Matt, won that round.
7: I'll give it to you. I'll take technicality. That's...
2: Uh, But of course, you both won Ask Me Another Rubik's Cubes, because that's that's the whole point. The best. Matt and Kim's latest album is called Almost Every Day. Give it up for Matt and Kim. (laughs) Want our next special guest to play for you? Follow Ask Me Another on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. My next two contestants will play a game where we make up new saints. My favorite saint is St. Germain. Woo! (laughs) Let's meet our contestants. First up, Sheila Oliveri, you once wrote a funny newspaper column on the hazards of marriage and raising three alien creatures. I did. Hello. Hi. When you ring in, we're going to hear this. Sheila, tell me more about this column you wrote, an example of something you wrote about. I wrote about my husband and my three alien
6: creatures that I also call my sons. You know, it didn't go over well with some of the family members. (laughs) Not my husband. I mean, my husband got to okay everything before I sent it in, you know. But um, he has a sister and every time a new one would be published, she'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that. You said he can't pee into the toilet. And I said, no, I didn't say that. I said that he and all three male progenies seem to have questionable aim. <laughs> Takes a while to learn, that's all.
2: <laughs> Not that long. Yeah, some people never master it. Your opponent is Amanda Price. You're a grad student at Washington University studying seismology. Hello. Hello. When you ring in, we'll hear this. Amanda, seismology, the study of earthquakes, um, seems like a... Growth industry? Yeah. More and more every day. How did you get interested in that particular discipline? Well,
8: so I'm not from St. Louis. I'm actually from California. And growing up, we had a few of them. I mean... Yeah.
2: (laughs) And did you move here because you wanted... To, I mean, just get away from
8: this? No, actually, I I really enjoy earthquakes. Yeah, okay, sure. I I look at the Mariana uh, subduction zone, which is in the Western Pacific, which most people only know as the deepest part of the ocean, but I get to travel a lot because we do a lot of field work, and one of the places was Antarctica, which is one of the coolest places to go to, most literally and figuratively. Yeah, sure. (laughs)
2: Okay, remember, Sheila and Amanda, whoever has more points after two games will go on to our final round. Let's go to your first game. St. Louis is named for King Louis IX of France, who is the only French king to be made a saint, not even Louis Vuitton. <laughs> <laughs> In this game, we're inventing new saints by taking words and phrases, starting with the letters S-T, and changing those letters to the word Saint. For example,
1: if we said it's the patron saint of a shop where you buy rock containing valuable minerals, you would answer saint or. So you take the word store as clued by shop and change it to saint or, meaning rock (laughs) containing valuable minerals. No, it's totally fun, you guys. It's really fun.
2: We're all going to be fine. (laughs) Okay, here we go. It's the saint of an iron and carbon alloy that's also a slippery, snake-like fish. Amanda. Saint Eel. That is right. Steel Saint Eel.
1: It's the saint for one of the 50 American political regions, represented by two federal senators and someone who consumed food. Amanda.
8: Saint Eight.
1: Saint Eight for State. That's right.
8: That's a good
2: saint, Saint Eight. Saint Eight. That's that's, that's the one you want to be.
1: Your only job is to have eaten a lot of things.
2: Exactly, and they're like, well done, religious experience. Taken care of. (laughs) It's the saint of two violinists, a violist, and a cellist, all who wear finger bling. Sheila. Saint Ring Quartet. There you go. Yes, indeed, Sheila. It's the patron saint
1: of being afraid to perform for an audience and being afraid of getting old. Sheila.
6: Saint Age Fright.
2: Yeah, you got it. That's right. I feel like that clue uh, It sounds like something someone said to me at a Sephora <laughs> while selling me makeup. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, yes. It's the saint of someone you don't know who lives in Texas, loves karate, and is named Walker. Sheila. Saint Ranger. Texas Ranger. Saint Ranger. Stranger. Yes, that is correct. So great game. Sheila is in the lead. Does our show make you feel retroactively less alone in high school? Then you should be a contestant on the show. Go to amatickets.org. When we come back, someone will go home a winner and someone will be fed to a Clydesdale. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
5: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Progressive Insurance, where drivers who switch could save hundreds on car insurance. Get your quote at progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Bluehost. Try Bluehost Cloud, the hosting plan made for WordPress creators by WordPress experts. With 100% uptime, fast load times, and 24-7 support, your sites can handle high traffic spikes. Visit Bluehost.com.
5: This message comes from NPR sponsor Capella University. Sometimes it takes a different approach to unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath Learning Format is designed to help you learn relevant skills at your own pace, so you can earn your degree on your terms and apply what you learn right away. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu
1: From the pageant in St. Louis, this is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thank you, Jonathan. Before the break, we met our contestants, Sheila and Amanda. Up next, we've got a literary game that is off the rails called Crazy Twain. It's a game designed to upset authors and rock stars everywhere by combining heavy metal and heavy-hitting literature. But first, let's check in with our contestants. Sheila, you once entered the National Chicken Cooking Contest. I did. With a made-up recipe. Yes,
6: Okay. very much so. How'd it go? I got a phone call one day during those dark stay-at-home mom years, <laughs> and um, the person on the other line of the phone said, congratulations, you've been chosen to represent the state of Missouri in the National Chicken Cooking Contest. And I replied, did no one else enter? <laughs> and she was a little upset about that. Yeah, sure. So, what was your made-up recipe? What did it involve? Basically, it was everything that will stop your heart all in one <laughs> dish. And how did the judges like it? Uh, well, I didn't win, but I do have a silver plate bowl with my name and Missouri engraved in the side and this lovely hideous shade of green sash that proclaims me the Missouri Chicken Cooking Contest
2: representative. Amanda, you visited Antarctica last year. So, yes. what, I mean, I have never been. Uh, give me something that stood out to you.
8: I got delayed for about two and a half weeks. And when you're there for 30 days to try and get stuff done uh, is a long time. Yeah. And so we've been delayed two and a half weeks. We just get delayed and delayed and delayed. And finally we get this call and they say, we have a plane, but you have to leave right now. And we're just like trying to hurry and everything. And we're so excited to go out in the field. And our shell driver goes... You're delayed. Uh, we're gonna have to hang out at the airfield. We have a medevac coming from South Pole, and our whole field season's kind of gone to naught. But oh. it's kind of okay because we saved Buzz Aldrin's life. Wow! Um, <laughs> oh. So I just want to say, Buzz Aldrin, if you're listening, I love you. Thank you for getting me into science, but you owe me a plane. <laughs>
2: Your next game is a music parody game about Mark Twain, and the points are doubled. Sheila, you're in the lead, stay in the lead, and you're in the final round. Amanda, you need to get more points, or we will feed you to a Clydesdale. We weren't joking about that. <coughs> <laughs> we are in St.
1: Louis. Mark Twain's childhood home is just north of here, so we changed the lyrics of the Ozzy Osbourne song, Crazy Train. Crazy <laughs> Train to be about things associated with Mark Twain and we call this game Crazy Twain
2: yes we do
1: and uh, I must tell you honestly that the title of the game is the primary reason that the game exists (laughs) so just ring in to tell me what I'm singing about
3: here we go crazy to use my real name something more catchy increases my fame They chose this The day I was born My real first and last name Which sandwich slang whore Sheila Samuel Clemens
1: Samuel Clemens is correct
3: A riverboat. A river boat is the answer.
1: <laughs> this song is very high, everybody. <laughs> I'm getting hazard pay for it though, so don't worry.
3: Hazard pay? Yeah, I
1: get paid extra when it's too hot.
3: You cannot picture me without this thing. Big white and bushy on my lip.
1: Amanda,
8: a mustache. A mustache, that's right. (laughs) When I was born,
3: a thing in the sky. I said, when it came back, is when I would die. It ended the way it began. The small cosmic snowball bookended my span.
1: Sheila.
6: Halley's Comet?
2: Yeah, that's right. The Halley's Comet comes around the Earth every 75 years, including the year Mark Twain was born, 1835. Mark Twain predicted that he would die when it came back. He did.
1: Maybe he's an alien who came from the planet Halley's Comet. They dropped him off,
2: He's <laughs> like, picked my, him up. my ride's coming back around. Yeah. It's like, until then, I'm going to be the most quotable person of all time. Probably
1: going to grow one of those mustaches now that mustache. I think about it. This is your last clue.
3: It's a nasty habit, but nicotine me please. These brown tobacco rolls put my mind at ease. I smoke so much my mustache smelled like these
1: Amanda.
8: Cigarette? Cigar. Cigarette. Yeah, cigar is the <laughs> answer. That's correct. You didn't say the size.
1: That's <laughs> true. Sure, I didn't say the size. You're absolutely right. Ophira, how did our contestants do in this game?
2: Uh, after two games, Sheila, congratulations. You are moving on to our final round. While Claire and Sheila get ready for the final round, it's time for us to play a game. This is called Fact Bag. We have upcycled a Schnooks grocery store bag and filled it with trivia questions. Jonathan and I do not know the answers to these, uh, so I'm going to pick out one. Every question is written on an envelope. I'll read a question. Jonathan and I will discuss. Then... I'll open up the envelope and find out the real answer. Here we go. First, fact bag.
1: Fact bag, fact.
2: Budweiser is headquartered in St. Louis, and its icon is the Clydesdale horse. According to the company's standards, how much must a Clydesdale weigh to be eligible to become an official Budweiser Clydesdale?
1: Well, I don't think you should be judging horses in this way. Yeah. Yeah making them feel bad. Imagine if you're a giant Clydesdale, but you're not big enough to be an official Budweiser Clydesdale. Unless,
2: is it big enough, or is it a certain size?
1: What if you're a very large, but particularly hollow Clydesdale?
2: <laughs> That's right.
1: Where do you fit in? What if you've got a dad bod for a Clydesdale? You know, what if you're, I'm working on it. I don't appreciate you. <laughs> how? What's a horse weigh? 100 pounds.
2: Yeah, 100 pounds. 100, 150. I think uh, how
1: like... many of me would you say fit in a Clydesdale?
2: <laughs> I would say... Seven Coltons.
1: Seven Coltons in a
2: Clydesdale? Uh, yeah, seven or eight Coltons. I think they're about 1,000 uh, pounds. You're saying
1: regular horse is 1,000 pounds? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, and so a Clydesdale... Clydesdale is another, another but, deuce. A deuce couple a hundred? <laughs> 300? All right, 1,300 pounds. 1,300 pounds, yeah. And then what does Budweiser want from their Clydesdales? They want, they want ones with a beer belly, right? They want ones that look like they've had some product. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. 1,500. How about that?
1: 1,500 Okay, cents. let's
2: see what it says.
1: We don't know what we're talking about <laughs> We have
5: no idea.
2: <laughs> oh, interesting. Between 1,800 and 2,300 Holy moly. pounds. For context, the average horse weighs about 1,000 pounds. Yeah. Got that right. Other qualifications to become a Budweiser Clydesdale. They must be at least six feet tall and at least four years old. And also, quote, four white stockings, a blaze of white on the face, oh. a black mane, and a black tail.
1: Seems like a lot of rules. I
2: feel very uncomfortable
1: with all of that. are body shaming a bunch of horses.
2: Yeah, they're body shaming a bunch of horses. All right, here we go. St. Louis is where Lewis and Clark's expedition began. When Thomas Jefferson sent them out to scout the Louisiana Territory, he secretly hoped they'd bring back proof... Of the existence of what?
1: Uh, Single payer healthcare. <laughs> a good guess. <laughs> <laughs> they were going out into the woods, they wanted to find out what was there.
2: They're going to uncharted territory. So, ha- like a monster, like, right? Like a, a Bigfoot? Was Bigfoot a myth? Or like Ogopogo or something?
1: What's Ogopogo? <laughs>
2: Ogopogo is like the the Loch Ness monster of the Okanagan in British Columbia. I
1: feel like uh, Bigfoot is not a bad guess. Bigfoot, really? Yeah, sure, Bigfoot.
2: All right, Bigfoot. A living mastodon. American mastodons went extinct about 10,000 years ago. Thomas Jefferson collected mastodon bones and would even lay them out on the White House floor.
1: Mr. President.
2: Jefferson thought Mastodons could still be alive, and wow, presidents have been crazy forever. (laughs) Jefferson thought Mastodons could still be alive and wanted to prove to Europe that America had big, majestic animals.
1: Take that, Europe.
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow. Maybe
1: you'd like to say hello to my living mastodon. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly.
2: A 2014 study published in the journal Frontiers of Zoology revealed that dogs react to the Earth's magnetic field in what way? Can they smell magnets? No. Actually, I've smelled a magnet before. In my house, I lay out all my magnets. <laughs> yeah. And then I smell each hmm. uh, one I bet my magnets are bigger than Europe's uh, magnets <laughs> So but
1: what about Magnetic field They lie down That's why they circle it's because they're trying, to find, the, they're hey, trying that, to find the...
2: But you know what? That's a good idea. What if it is something about the direction? Like, what if... No, are I'm they... saying they lie
1: down in the direction of a magnet, of the yeah, Earth's yeah, magnetic field. Yeah, yeah, right. Field. That's perfect. they've got to spin around until they feel it.
2: Right. That's why they go round and round and round, and that's then right. eventually they get it. That's my And then if you theory. follow the nose... Nose tr- is north. True north. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see. Dogs tend to align their bodies along a north-south axis that lines up with the Earth's magnetic field. All right. Oh. Oh. When they're pooping. Oh. Researchers at the Czech University of Life Sciences in Prague observed 1,893 defecations.
1: Hell of a summer job.
2: Who <laughs> reached this conclusion? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's all the facts we have time for today. Oh, boy. Thanks, Backbag. Thanks, Backbag. It's time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our finalist, Claire Hubert, who got into French for the friendship, and Sheila Oliveri, who represented Missouri in the National Chicken Cooking Contest. Claire, Sheila, your final round is called Arch Nemesis. St. Louis's most famous landmark is, of course, the gateway arch. Every answer in this final round contains the consecutive letters A-R-C-H, although they may or may not be pronounced arch. For example, if I said this fermented milk product is named after an English village in Somerset, you'd answer cheddar cheese. The consecutive letters A-R-C-H appear at the end of cheddar and at the beginning of cheese. Yeah, let it sink in. <laughs> Our big winner will receive an Ask Me the Rubik's Cube signed by Matt and Kim that is also covered in melted Prevel cheese. <laughs> we rolled a 20-sided die backstage, and Sheila is going first. Here we go. Sheila. Mies van der Rohe, Frank Lloyd Wright, and Mike Brady all share this profession. Architect. That is correct. Claire, Louis Leakey, Gertrude Bell, and Indiana Jones all share this field of study. Archaeology. That is correct. Sheila, it's the building in Washington, D.C. where Nicholas Cage went to steal the Declaration of Independence. The National Archives. That is Correct. Claire, Argo is a popular brand of this white, powdery food product commonly used to thicken sauces. Cornstarch. Yeah, that's right. Sheila, according to a recent piece in the New York Times, this butterfly, distinguished by its orange and black colors, recently experienced a large population decline. Monarch. That is correct. Claire, this term describes a scattered group of islands in the same body of water. An archipelago? I didn't say that right at all. Yeah, we're going to go with it. Archipelago. That one. (laughs)
1: That one, says Claire. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I meant.
2: Sheila, H. John Benjamin, who voices Bob in Bob's Burgers, also voices the title character in this animated TV show. Three seconds. Archie? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. We were looking for Archer. Claire, he's the protagonist of TV's Riverdale. Archie. That is correct. (laughs) We're at the halfway point. Claire is in the lead four to three. Sheila, Aaliyah Shokot stars in this TBS comedy about friends who are looking for someone. Three seconds. Wow. Um... Search Party is the name of the show. Oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Claire, the company iHeartMedia, which owns and operates more than 850 radio stations in the United States, was previously known by this name. Three seconds. (coughs) Clear Channel. Sheila, according to legend, the exclamation, Eureka, was shouted by this ancient Greek mathematician. Archimedes. That is correct. Claire, in The Hunger Games films, Philip Seymour Hoffman played a character named after this ancient Greek author who wrote Parallel Lives and Moralia, Plutarch. That is correct. Okay, here's the situation. Claire is in the lead. We each have one question left. Sheila, you need to get this question right to stay in the game. Sheila, dating back to ancient times, this paper-like writing material was made from animal skin. Parchment. That is correct. Claire, if you get this right, you win. Merriam Webster defines this as absence of government. Anarchy. That is correct. <laughs> Great game. Sheila, you are a gem. Thank you. And congratulations, Claire, you're a big winner. our show ask me another's house musician is jonathan colton hey
1: my name anagrams to bow to cannon
2: our puzzles were written by carol lee and senior writers eric feinstein karen lurie and j keith van stratton with additional material by Shantira jackson and emily winter our senior supervising producer is rachel neal ask me another's produced by sylvie douglas mike Katzep, travis larchuk kiara powell Denny Shin, Shed Ninny, and Ramel Wood, along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore. We'd like to thank The Pageant, The Neat Gap, KWMU St. Louis Public Radio,
1: Diabolic Sour
2: Tulips, and our production partner, WNYC. I'm Harai Begonias, Ophira Eisenberg, and this was Ask Me Another from NPR. (laughs) happy to hear you're still listening and since you're still here why not pop over to apple podcasts and write us a review we love to hear from you and it helps others find out about our show for additional information about new episodes upcoming live shows road shows and bonus games follow us on facebook twitter or instagram thanks Next time on Ask Me Another, actor Jen Kalella from Broadway's Come From Away shares a
4: revealing story that combines nudity and Fight Club. And they were like, lose the towel, lose the towel. And I was like, I don't feel comfortable with that, you guys. And then I dropped it and threw my hook.
2: So join me, Ophira Eisenberg, for NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and
5: Trivia. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the NPR Wine Club. Get the world of wine delivered to your door. When you join the NPR Wine Club, you'll receive the stories behind every bottle and favorite NPR shows and personalities arriving in liquid form, like Weekend Edition Cabernet and Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Zinfandel. The NPR Wine Club is a delicious way to support NPR's programming. If you're 21 or older, uncork a special offer at nprwineclub.org podcast.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, HubSpot. Imagine growing a business with high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.
6: All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about
5: it.